Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. You know, they say it's four things you need to fulfill what God has for you to do on this earth. Amen. Minister Caleb just talked about one of them is the plan. Praise God. God's got a plan. Amen. And you want to buy into the plan. Amen. You've got to know God has a plan for your life. Amen. That God has a plan for your life. And to enter into that plan, you have to tell him you want it. You have to tell him. I'm going to tell you again, it's his plan. Amen. It's his plan. It's not mine. It's his. He has a plan for your life. And he's smarter than we are. And when we adopt his plan and we look at what we had had determined we were going to do versus what he planned, it's far better. Amen. It is far better. Praise God. And then you got to have the health. You cannot fulfill the assignment of God on your life with the help, without health. You have to have health and strength in order to fulfill the assignment on your life. Then you got to have the money. Amen. Amen. God never gave an assignment to somebody that didn't require wealth. Amen. And for this church, it's going to take millions. Amen. I already know it. Praise God. We already know it. We're already there. If you haven't been told, we're already there. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So some people get ready to increase up in here. Hallelujah. See, I just did my job. I announced it. Amen. I just published the good news. Amen. I did my job. Now, whether you decided to get in on that, <laughs> it's going to take wealth. Amen. Then it's going to take the right people. Man, you get the wrong people around, you're not going to finish. Praise God. Amen. You got to get the right people around you to finish. Amen. And um, geography is required. The plan includes geography. You got to know where God wants you. Amen. And the Spirit of God is in your life to reveal all five of those things to you. Amen. All five of those things to you. He's in your life to do that. And when he shows you that plan, you are to follow it. To the T. Amen. No deviations. And when you are functioning in all five of those things, you are a partner with Jesus. Amen. You become a partner in life with him, a covenant partner with him. Amen. There's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Amen. Amen. His name is Jesus. You become a partner with him in executing the plan of redemption. Amen. The plan, the ultimate plan is to go in all the world. And preach the gospel. And somehow, the Holy Spirit has got to link you in with that plan somehow, some way. And the origin of where the plan is executed is called the church. It's called the church. The plan is not executed outside the church. It's not. All of the church's pastors, all of the church's evangelists, 
all of the church's teachers, all of the church's apostles, all of the church's prophets come out of one place. They come out of one place. They come out of the local church. Because without the church, you can't be disciple. You're not going to learn the Bible at home. Reading it to yourself in the kitchen. Amen. You can really make mistakes from the book of generations to the last book of revolution. You can really make all kind of mistakes. Amen. Because when God says, I gave you these people to help you do your work, how are you going to do the work without them? Amen. I'm standing here this morning because I had some good people over my life. Amen. Praise God. I found out where I was supposed to be. I got connected. Amen. I got connected and I start partnering with the assignment Jesus put on that church. When you partner with the assignment on the church, you're partnering with Jesus. Turn to Matthew chapter 16. Amen. We're going to talk about the blessing and partnering with Jesus in the blessing and getting connected to that blessing and flowing with it so that my journey here in this earth is the most prosperous, the most powerful, the most successful, the most joyful, the most fulfilling, and I could go on and on that I could possibly have. I do not want to have struggle, unnecessary toil and struggle. Now, I know storms come, but I'm talking about stuff you make up yourself. And then call that the storm. No, it's some things you can do that's self-inflicted. Amen. Some things you can do, it ain't ain't that the devil's that tough. The Bible said give him no place. And the door was open and he went in. Right. Amen. Amen. Because really the plan is we cast out devils. Yes. Devils shouldn't be all that kind of struggle in nobody's life. Amen. Because I'm giving you authority over him and to trot over him and put him under your foot. The easiest thing for a New Testament believer to do is cast out devils. Jesus said if the kingdom is here, then I'm using a pinky to get rid of him. That's where he fit in this. He's under your foot. That's where he belongs. Amen. He ain't going to be around causing no problems. Mark chapter 16, he said, in my name. Come on now. I gave you the name of Jesus. Amen. In my name, you shall cast out demons. So, you know, that's not it. You want to have simple obedience to this word. Because the Bible is execution of the plan, general execution of the plan to every believer. I'm going to say that again. The Bible is general execution of the plan to every believer. It tells you how to have a successful journey while you heal. That's what it does. Then there's, there's specific execution of the plan. That you have to know 
in order to fulfill God's plan for your life. And, you know, we could talk about one of those things. You got to know what city you're supposed to be in. You know, well, you know, I could go to Abraham. God said, God told Abraham, you're going to have to leave Ur where you live. Ur of Chaldees where they worship the moon. And you're going to have to go to the land of Canaan. Amen. Praise God to fulfill God's plan. Your worship got to change. Praise God. Amen. Come on. Now. You got to become a true worshiper. God said, the Bible said, God is only looking for people who worship him in spirit and in truth because they're the only people that's changing. Everybody else is staying the same. Worship is to change you into what God is. Let's go over here in Matthew and look. Praise God. Matthew. Matthew chapter 16, and I call church the greatest place on earth. I talked to a pastor yesterday. He said, I never thought about it like that. It's really true. The church is how you partner with Jesus. It's how you partner with him. There is no partnering level. I don't care if a person has a traveling ministry. I always look for the local church they're part of. If they are preaching to everybody else and they don't have a pastor, they disconnected. Right. Dr. Jacobs is a prophet. He knows more than Pastor Jordan, his son. He knows more than him. Matter of fact, he's still discipling him, still tutoring him in that pastoral office. But he sits on the front row anytime he's not traveling because he knows the number one thing Jesus is doing in the earth is upon this rock I build my church. All ministry comes out of my church. And anything disconnected from my church is not me. Every teacher and every evangelist and every apostle and every prophet should have a pastor. That's connected to a local church. Because before you got any kind of traveling ministry, you had to get equipped in the church. All ministry comes out of the church. That's why you see in the epistles to the church at Rome. These letters are to the churches. Because all ministry is going to come out of the church. Yes. How you treat your church is everything. Yes. Yes. Say that again. How you treat the church you've been assigned to. If there's no assignment, then you're not even in the plan. You're not even in it. You're not even in it. And when you get in it, you can disqualify yourself in it yeah. by how you relate to it. Yeah. Because when trouble really comes, right. amen. amen, when trouble really comes, you're going to need a place that the gates of hell does not prevail against. That's what you really go. If, you, if you're going to get it off of you, or you just going to cope with it and live with it. And there's a lot of copers out there. I hope you're ready for it. I came to tell the truth. See, I've been doing this 23 years. And I just tell you, it's a lot of copas out there. And when they get in it deep, 
can't nobody help them because the depth of the trouble they're in came from the pit of hell itself. It's demonic trouble. Is somebody crazy? Is somebody sick? Is somebody in peril of darkness? Is somebody that's suicidal? Is a family that's tore up? Is a teenager that's gone astray? It's trouble. And it's dark trouble. And then trouble don't come from one place. Don't be blank. Don't be pointing the finger. You can point the finger at people you want to. But until you get to the root of the problem, you can't fix the problem. That's right. That's right. Amen. You can get pills, you can get counseling, you can, you can get all kinds of things going on. But until you get to the root of the problem, you can't fix it. And, and the root only comes, there's only two kinds of people, there's only, only two kinds of conditions that exist. Blessing and cursing, life and death. And Jesus said, I'm telling you, choose life and blessing so that you and your family can live. And this is what he said right here. Let's go down here and look at this. He said, I'm going to jump right in here in verse 18. And he said, this I say unto thee, thou art Peter. Jesus just asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? Because to fulfill the plan of God, you have to have a revelation of who Jesus is. You got to know him or you can't know you. The re you got to know him because God's plan is to conform you to him. Amen. Praise God. That's your plan right there. That's your time. This is where we go and praise God. Before it's all said and done, you're going to look just like him. And God wants you working on it now. I ain't got time to go to 2 Corinthians 3.18. We all beholding him. As in a glory, praise God. Brother, Minister Caleb talked about the next level. The next level comes based on how you look at Jesus. The next level comes based on your focus on him. The world is out there to get your focus on what's out there. Amen. That's why the Bible said, don't you be conformed to the image of this world. That's not the plan. The church needs to start looking at Jesus more. Because the plan of God is to conform us to his image and I can look like him with the help of the Holy Ghost. The Bible said if you look, if the Holy Ghost knows you committed to looking at him, then he gets involved and conforms you to the image of the Son of God from glory to glory. People need Jesus. Or God wouldn't have sent him. People need him. They need his mercy. They need his forgiveness. They need his guilt removing deliverance. They need his shame remover. They need his sin cleansing blood. Amen. That washes you white as snow. Because if you're guilty about yesterday, then you can't look like him tomorrow. One of the ways people keep the same image is are not allowing his blood to cleanse them. Just keep living in the condition they're in. No, God's got a change plan for us. And it happens in his presence. It happens because of his spirit. It happens because of his word. And it happens because of the power he put in his church. 
Jesus is the head of the church. He's the captain of this thing. Amen. Praise God. If you got a problem, go talk to him. He is the head of it. And we are his body. And he's not done fulfilling his assignment on his life. The Bible said he ever liveth to make an intercession for us. He's constantly working on my perfection and your perfection to be, that's to be walked out. Now, he's already perfected you when he cleansed you up and washed you. And man made your spirit as white as snow. Hallelujah. He just wants us to renew our mind so we can get in this thing called the blessing. And begin to excel so that other people can hear the truth. And so that Jesus can be exalted. So other people can be saved and healed and delivered besides just the people in my house. This world needs Jesus. Amen. And this is what he says right here. He says, I say unto thee that thou art Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church. Amen. Now, my commitment to it. My commitment to it. My covenant commitment to him makes it my church. So just like he would support it, I support it. Amen. Amen. Pastor Sinton said covenant. I cannot function properly in any real relationship without practicing covenant. Covenant mean covenant mean I got your back. You ain't gotta want you ain't gotta go looking for me. <laughs> you ain't gotta ask where I am, I'll be there. Come on now, you ain't gotta go looking for me. Ain't nobody gotta ask where you at. Where so and so? You mean you don't know? They can just bounce and there's no communication. I know, I know it's good preaching. Amen. Praise God. Come, we see when people need me, they need me. I'm just telling you. You don't live my life. You don't get all the phone calls I get. No, you don't. That's why you need to be sweet. Up in here. You don't hear them calls late in the midnight hour. God's going to turn it around. No, they won't pass it or turn it around. They didn't call God, they called me. <laughs> they could have called him. Whosoever called upon the name of the Lord, whosoever called upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You can go straight to the headquarters building and get your but No. No, they didn't have work. Because normally there's something missing in their walk. It's something missing in their walk. And now I got to have somebody link me in with the pieces I'm missing. Somebody text me. I said, don't you feel? See, I know what's going to happen now. What you just sent me. 
I can listen to what you just said. Don't be afraid. Because the moment you release the power. Because <laughs> I, know, I know what the enemy is trying to do. He's trying to give you a bad report. He's trying to act like he's storming harder. No. It don't matter how the wind blows. I'm anointed to speak to it. Amen. Come on now. Yes, you are. He's trying to conform you to the image of his son. No matter how it's blowing, you got to know who you are. You are, the, you are a part of the mighty body of Christ and no weapon formed against you can prosper. And here are the keys to the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth. Tell it to stop. I told him, tell it to stop. Yeah, in the name of Jesus. When you talk, when you when you when you use the, use the name of Jesus, yeah. and you and you covenant, Jesus gotta come yeah. when you call him, yeah. and you gotta come when he calls you, yeah. and y'all rolling like that, yeah. and you use the name of Jesus. Yeah. He says, before you call, before you call, yeah. I'll be there. Jesus know you so nowhere, he know when you're going to call it. But see, if you don't practice covenant, you say he ain't coming. You know why? Because that's how I treat him. The Bible says you're going to reap what you sow. And nothing more and nothing less. You're going to get out of it exactly. He said God will not be mocked. I ain't playing and made a fun of. Whatsoever man soweth. You got to watch what you're sowing. Because you might get to see it again. He said, no, before you call, I'll be there. I said, you speak to this situation in the name of Jesus. It was another person's body. I said, you speak to it in Jesus' name. I said, a lot of times when people have pressure on them, it's very difficult. And, I, and they not letting me get to him. They won't even let you in the hospital now. You better figure this out real quick. You better be listening in class. They said, they ain't going to let you come. I said, then when you got to do the job, damn. <laughs> this is how you do this. I said, all right, I got it. They text me back the next day. All his symptoms have turned back to normal. Then text me the other day and said, well, he walked out of the hospital. <laughs> Get my stuff. I'm leaving. Jesus done done his thing on me. And please let me know when you got out. If you don't call me in the midnight hour and told me you in the same, same lines then like Daniel. You done called me and told me you in the lines then. Please let me know when you got out. So I won't be keeping going. Please notify me that you out now. Amen. Praise God. I'm still out there fighting. Cutting demons and things like that. That demon shouldn't have got cut. He wasn't even doing nothing right now. 
please let me know. <laughs> well, hallelujah. I call church the greatest place on earth. You get saved in the church, healed in the church, delivered in the church, married in the church, birthed in the church, mind renewed in the church, marriage fixed in the church, mind filled with the Holy Ghost, words in the church, strong in the church, and in the power of the might of God. And nothing shall any by any means harm you. Yeah! Because the church is the carrier yeah. of the blessing. And I'm trying to talk about it this morning. Yeah. We got to change our attitude yeah. to what Jesus is building. Yeah. If Jesus is building, I want to tear it down. Right. Right. Yeah. So upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates, all of them, the gates, Jesus is talking about all of them. <laughs> See, a gate is supposed to be an unmovable condition that has been set in concrete. When you really make a gate, you, you dig holes and, and set the main gate posts, which are bigger than all the rest of the posts, and you set them in concrete. Footings on them, you can't even, you ain't supposed to even move. And when you look at a real gate, you say, you know what? We're going to have to go around. Uh, we can't get through this. You know, Jericho, <laughs> the conquest of Canaan, Jericho was the first city that Joshua was assigned to overtake. It had gates on it. It was symbolic of the first gate of the gates of hell he had to go through to inherit and live the life God planned for his people. God told him, he said, I'm going to be there with you. The angels of the, the army angels are going to be there with you. The angels showed up. The whole fighting crew showed up. When you are in a challenge, when you are in a, a conflict with darkness, the whole fighting crew of heaven shows up. Now you can't see them all, but one of them showed up and, and so that God wanted Joshua to see one of them. And Joshua didn't know he was a spirit being and Joshua didn't even know whose side he was on. So Joshua said, whose side you on? Amen. Joshua's going to get it on with him. He said, I'm on your side. We're here to represent the army of God. I'm just a representative of There's an innumerable company with me. You, you can't even count them. The fight is over before it even gets started. If the church would realize the fight, oh, come on now. The fight is over. The gates of hell shall not prevail. They said the walls of Jericho were so wide you could have two-way traffic on it. Elevated chariot races, yeah. elevated highway, yeah. run chariots back on it, footings in the ground. But God told him, you're going to begin, you're going to speak to this thing and you're going to march for a while and then you're going to speak to victory over this thing. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. 
I want you to walk around me because I want you to know it's not by might. <laughs> no by power, but by the spirit of the living God. Come on now. This thing is getting ready to done, get done by supernatural intervention. Because you're partnered with me now and you don't have to fight in the flesh to win a battle I want you to win. Come on now. You don't have to use flesh to win a battle I want you to win. You don't have to use human intellect to win a battle I want you to win. Oh, I'm going to win the battle because I am Jehovah, the Lord of war. And when somebody messes with you, they got to fight me. And I'm going to give you a reputation today that is more with you than be against you. And I'm going to establish a reputation where this whole realm is going to fear you. All the gates of hell. All you got to recognize is where did this come from? Just like Joshua, where did this come from? What spirit is behind this? And then you are to unleash the power of God and the host that came with you so that the whole realm of darkness will know and people witnessing and know that Jesus is alive and he's ruler and he's doing well. And faith in him is the victory that overcomes every opposition. He said this right here. He says, um, upon this rock I'll build my church. Dr. Jacobs named the church in Indiana Church on the Rock. And you know where we got our name from. Come on now. It's not church on the rocks with an S. <laughs> Some people have said that. <laughs> I had to ask them, do you have a Bible? Or are you just going to live at the bar? Which one? You just going to keep pouring mixed drinks your whole life? Or are you going to get a Bible and read Matthew chapter 16? What are you going to do? Come on now. <laughs> you got to be somewhere. That, that's, that, that phrase comes from an environment. It comes from an environment. You wouldn't even know how to say that phrase unless you was there. <laughs> you ready to get saved? Welcome to church on the rock. And the gates of hell shall not. Man, come on, somebody say shall not. You ought to get excited. You ought to get excited right now. You just read over that. <laughs> you just read over that and missed the whole good news. Has your mama ever told you you shall not get dessert? And really meant it? How much dessert did you get? None. <laughs> they say you shall not go outside today. How many of you went outside? It should have cost you if you did. If you had a real mama, you wish you shall not have went outside. Because <laughs> they put it on you. Amen. If they say you shall not go outside and you know the consequences for going, guess what you do? Shall not go outside. So when Jesus is saying this, 
Come on now. When he's saying this, he's created a condition where you can't lose. He just announced you can't lose. If you get up in this church, your days of losing are over with. Yes, they are not. I said if you get up in here. I didn't say you was just passing by the church. I didn't say you was occasionally visiting. I said you was up in here. Your name is written in heaven. You on the roll of God. You are a saint. You are devoted. You are connected with Jesus. You are in covenant with him. You are bound to him. He's bound to you. You are one with him. You are Christ is living in you. Talking through you. He's using your body. He's using your mind. He's using your feet. He's using your hand. Wherever he goes, you go. And wherever you go, he's there. You are one. Talk about attending church. So you are the church. I'm talking about being the church. I ain't talking about going to the church. Everybody talking about people going there. They got to go to church. That's an attitude. That's an attitude. What time is it? Time to go to church. We got to go. That's an attitude. How you got to go to something you are? You don't even like yourself, do you? Because as long as I see it in a distance, and it's something I got to go to, I ain't talking to you. I'm talking about you all. So when the gathering's happening, you are. When the assembling is happening, you are. I'm not just going, I am. I'm not going to anything, I am. His church. And now he has a responsibility concerning what's his. Now he has a, he has a devotion to what's his. He said, I loved it. And I still love it. I washed it in my own blood. I died for it. I paid for it. It didn't come free. He told the elders, you teach my church well because I purchased it. The worst thing you can do is violate disposition. It's the worst thing you can do is violate this one. Paul said, God counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. All the letters you read, two-thirds of them he wrote. Jesus picked him and trust him. This is a trust. I don't care what you signed to do. If you're signed to hold a door open, it's a trust. Not I'm trusting you. He is. He said he counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. And he tells the leaders, don't you trust anybody. That's not committed. If they treat my church halfway, 
don't even let them hold an envelope. You give them no assignment. Because a little leaven is leaven at the whole lump. You ready for this? Or you just want to keep coming to church? You just want to keep coming? Trying to find out how to get blessed and live an individual life disconnected from the power source? I'm not trying to do that. No, that don't work. I haven't seen enough of that. I was at a funeral yesterday and they said, this minister told me, I've just been burying people right and left. You been burying anybody? <laughs> well, we've been trying to bury some attitudes and Bearing whole habits. We've been crucifying the flesh. <laughs> My old man was crucified with Christ. I buried him. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Now, this is the devotion. I got to talk to you like this because of where we're going. I got to talk to you like this because of where we're going. I got to talk to you like this because of the assignment on this house. Amen. I'll take my assignment, take my assignment seriously. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now he said, the gates of hell shall not. It's not that I got any strength to enforce shall not. Right. I have no ability within my all strength to enforce shall not. Within myself, I have no ability against the gates of hell. And no other person does either. Without Jesus, the devil is free to steal, kill, and destroy. By the time you get to Genesis chapter 6, the Bible said that Satan had so darkened humanity that a person could not even have one clean thought. I'm going to attack the thinking so that people live with perverted thoughts. And then they go carry out those perverted thoughts. And since there was no deliverance, God repented that he'd even made man. And caused the flood and wiped the whole thing out except for one family. It was Noah, his wife, and his three sons and their wives. There was no boyfriends and girlfriends. There was no shackles on the boat. I'm just telling you the truth. Did you come here for the truth? Or did you just want to keep coming to church? And finally, God finds a man named Abram. 
He says, now we found a man. We can unleash this thing. We can unleash this where the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Jesus ain't the first one said it. It was said in the book of Genesis, chapter 22. I'm going to look at it in just a minute. It took God to thousands of years to release a blessing in the earth so powerful that no demonic attack on your life can sustain a hold on you. That it could be broken, it could be severed. Sometimes people are living with generational curses in their family. They don't even know why they're acting the way they're acting. They don't even know it's, it's, a, it's a spiritual behavior behind that because the thinking has been infected. And so God, in the book of Genesis, had to wipe it out. But in the book of Matthew, he casted it out. You don't have to be wiped out today. You can get fixed. You can get made brand new. Don't drown me. Deliver me. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. And I'm not trying to preach to put you under. I'm preaching to put you over. Now I don't have to think bad about myself anymore. I can be made a new creation. And all things have passed away. And all things have become new. I can be born again and become a child of the living God. I can get out of my family tree with all those fruit flakes and nuts and I can get over here in the tree of God and get planted in the house of the Lord. I ain't got to live like my granddaddy lived. I ain't got to live like my daddy lived. I can be a whole new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Because of that verse. Their gates. That's how I can stay low. Their gates. Woman had the issue of blood. It was a gate. How many years was it? 18, 13 years? 18. 18 years of bleeding gates. I tried to go to the doctor and get it fixed. I spent everything I had trying to get better, but the Bible said I got worse. But I heard about Jesus. I heard about the gate mover. I heard about the hell mover. I heard about the devil casting out Jesus. I heard about the Jesus. It's nothing too hard for him. The Jesus that can make a way out of no way. And he guarantees when I'm done with you, the gates shall not prevail against your family, against your body, against your finances. They shall not win. You know what? Shall not. 
Prevail means that if we have a hundred fights with the devil, he is all and one hundred. Then when you look at his record, it's a zero in the win column. That's why I love the Maplewood Panthers. We were used to sing a song, who said goose egg? Because a goose egg is shaped like a zero. And so we walked out on the field. We was already telling you what the score was going to be. I remember Mr. Caleb was saying, he said, it's already over. Amen. Jesus said it's finished. Yes, he did. You got to get an attitude to live like this. Because you're going to have to call your victory before you see your victory. You're going to have to tell the devil, who said? Goose egg. You're going to have to tell him that. That's what David did to Goliath. I really whoop you. He's standing there with all his armor. Ready to fight. David said in the old hood vernacular, you're behind? It's mine. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. He said, I'm going to cut your head off. Nobody talks to a giant like that. You know that. You've been in school. No, I ain't say that. That was him. But David knew that if God be for you, he said, when the anointing comes on me, I can run through a troop and leap over a wall. He was undefeatable because the Bible said the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon you. Come on now. Amen. And on the day of Pentecost and Jesus said, I'm going to pour out my spirit. I'm telling you today, you got born again. The spirit of the Lord has come upon you. The same demon cutting off head. The same giant cutting off head. Anointing is upon you. You just ain't got the mindset and the attitude right now. But you getting it today. Yes you are. I said it shall not. You're supposed to say, no, stop. <laughs> Demon trying to come in on you and trying to miss. No, stop. Shall not. If a thought comes to your mind, you're not getting this increase. No, sir. What you're saying shall not come to pass. And you got to walk through the earth listening and find out who's talking to you. You got to find out who's talking to you when you pull up in front of a house and it says you can't afford it. You got to listen who's talking. Because sometimes voices have been trained and you've been hearing them so long you don't even know you're being talked to. 
You broke, you still broke. I don't care what past the fee. <laughs> You gotta understand who you are. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not going to church, I am. So it shall not. It shall not get my children. It shall not. You better get your shall not attitude today. Cause you ain't say it, Jesus said it. Amen. I'm building my church and you shall not take anything out of it. I'm going to hold them in the hall of my hands and no devil in hell can pluck them out. I'm not afraid of losing anything. I'm not afraid of losing my mind, my body. It shall not prevail. Shall not. Devil tell you something? No, you won't. No, no you're not. No. No, you're not. Shout out. Prevail. I know you done started something. I know you done started something. But you ain't big enough to finish it. You got to tell him, you are not big enough to finish what you just started. That's right. Amen. Say, why don't you read some more of the Bible? No, you got all the Bible you need. Shall not. Because believers are letting stuff go unanswered. They're letting, they're letting mindsets. The Bible said every thought. Every thought. Every thought. I got to show that to you. Turn over here to 2 Corinthians. Hold your place here. You got to tell every thought you shall not. Because you're going to be getting thoughts. You don't think, I, you think I'm the only one got to fight? Oh, no. 2 Corinthians 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4. For the weapons. You got weapons. Yes, you do. You got the helmet of salvation. You got the sword of the spirit. You got the shield of faith, the breastplate of righteousness, your loins girt about with truth, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And you got all prayer for all saints with all supplication. You got the blood of Jesus. You got the Holy Ghost. You got an innumerable company of angels with you. You got the sword of the spirit, the blade of the word of God that cuts both ways. You are undefeatable. And when the Bible looks at you, it calls you more than a conqueror. Calls you a winner. And look what it says right here. What it says right here. A not carnal, but mighty. Through God. To the pulling down of gates. I can say gates. It's a stronghold. It's something that is telling you I'm not moving. It's a wall of Jericho. It's a Goliath. 
It can show up in physical conditions. It can show up in financial conditions. It can show up in family conditions. And it's telling you this is your destiny. But God released the blessing. And he said it shall work in all families of the earth. You can stop it. It can be pulled down. Look what he says right here. But you have to be the church, not go to church. You have to be what you are. And you have to practice covenant with Jesus. If he's building it and I am it, then I need to be. Not spectate, participate. I'm trying to help you walk in the blessing. Somebody told me, I think it was last night, said, Pastor Rogan, I want to know what the blessing's like on you. I want to hear about it. I want to know my highest level. See, some people, just, they just do some church stuff, but they ain't even thought about their highest level. They didn't thought about their highest level of what they could attain to in Christ. Reminds, they remind me of the children of Israel that just got out of bondage. They made it out of uh, the wilderness. Uh, they were the 20 and under group that made it out of the wilderness. And they got to go into the promised land. And then it got so far and they stopped. And seven tribes were living without their inheritance. They was just glad they wasn't eating leeks and onions anymore. They were glad they was not making brick without straw. They were glad they was off manna. But when it came to possessing and becoming the great nation, God called them to be. It was going to take a fight, not just with the opposition, but with themselves. And the controlling and pulling thoughts out of their own mind, they wouldn't do it. God had to count, stop them. God had, to, God had to come down and talk to him. How long are you going to live without God's best and be his people? I told you I had houses that you have not built and vineyards that you have not planted and the gold and the silver. And in you, I will establish my covenant in the earth and you are not finished with your sight. And eventually they plumb out failed him. Jesus showed up on the scene said, I'm going to build a whole new body of people that will get this thing done. They will get up and they will take the gospel in all the world. and They would live with the blessing of Abraham on their lives. and They will be conformed to my exact image. And what you see me do, they will do also. And even greater than what you are seeing now. Have you reached your full potential yet? I know what the answer is. I just want to know if you want to go to it. 
Well, three of you do. I guess we can make it with that. Three of you want to go. I, I guess he can say by many or by few. <laughs> Come on now. It's still a way to get it done. <laughs> Gideon was out there trying to fight with 32,000. That would be a big church, wouldn't it? 32,000 members. Oh, y'all doing a good work over there. <laughs> oh, we got a great big mega church. 32,000 members. Pastor Gideon, say amen. God come down there and say, you got too many. I can't win with them. Can't win with them. Don't call that a church. Can't win with them. Send some of them home. Gideon said, well, I had to talk with God. He didn't like the size of the church. So if anybody's scared, you can go home. <laughs> Whole bunch of them left. I ain't dying out here playing with Gideon. <laughs> and here's God. I'm telling you the truth, it's in your Bible. I ain't making this up. <laughs> Gideon, Gideon could no longer claim a church of 32,000. He said, we still got a good group. Still 7,000 left. I'm still a mega church. Praise the Lord. God said, you still got too many. <laughs> Get in. Take them over there to drink and everybody that lap like a dog, get rid of them. Get him, take, cook him over there. <laughs> he, looked <at> his, <laughs> he looked at his social pastor. I didn't know we had that many dog lappers in the congregation. God said, send them all away. He was left with 300. Yeah, he was. We ordered the chairs for the church. Does anybody know how many chairs we ordered? There you go. 300. I said, Candace, get 300 chairs. Well, God is looking for 300 worshipers. Amen. Come on now. Yes, he is. But the gates of hell won't prevail against it. Look what it says right here. Then I'm going to show you something. Then I'm, I'm done. It says here, casting down imaginations. If you're going to win, you cannot let demonic imaginations prevail in your thinking. Because God is always going to ask you to do something that's bigger than you. Because yes. it's not a man-sized job, it's God-sized job. Amen. I just get to co-labor with him yes. in God-sized things. Yes. He says, and so you have to cast down imaginations. There are times 
when you can never let an opposing thought just sit in your mind. And I'll tell you the entryway for opposing thoughts. It's always fear. Fear is the red carpet for opposing thoughts. Because to get a thought in you that's detrimental to your success, he got to get you in fear. Fear is believing what darkness said. And God is saying, when you get a thought, say, I don't, have, I don't let thoughts get in my mind, I'm dying of corona. No. People can do whatever they, see, this is, folk can do what, folk going to do what they want to do. I'm going to read this Bible, and it says, no plague shall come, shall not. Now, if some symptoms get on my body, it don't matter whether it's 19, Hong Kong, <laughs> Mississippi flu, it just don't belong on my body. Right. And I'm going to fight right away. Because you shall not. You shall not prevail. I, you can't just go to church. You have to be the church. And you have to go to a place that believes that the gates of hell shall not. Then you have to go to a place that demonstrates they shall not. And if the pastor don't believe it, you don't believe it. Because if the blind lead the blind, they both hid in the ditch. But I had a real man of God. And I still got it and praise God. Amen. And look at this. Casting down every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought. Some people just let any kind of thought run through their head. If you're going to sit there and watch the 6 o'clock news, get ready to talk back to it. Get ready to say it shall not. Let me sit there thought, well, it's, ooh, really? <laughs> me? And then I come in here and talk the same way, amen, with the same PA system, and I say it shall not. See, that's what I don't like him. <laughs> he act like he don't even live in this world. I, I, yes, I do. My assignment is to conform to his image, right, right. not with what they're saying. Amen. And that's what the church is. It's his image. Bring every thought to the obedience of Christ. Gates of hell shall not prevail against us. Let's look at this Matthew. 
Praise God. Your assignments go all week long saying it shall not. You got a good assignment. It's very simple. When they say it's a new variant out there, shall not be coming all up in here though. And I ain't running because somebody touched me either. Mad at people. I'm not doing that. I was at a funeral yesterday. I said the church shouldn't grieve like the world. We should not act like them. We shouldn't act like the casual attender. We shouldn't act like the, the ones that don't believe in the power of God. They say they are God's children. We shouldn't act like the ones that never read their Bible. They're going to heaven, but they ain't going to live a victory. To live with victory, you got to be able to boldly say to the gates of hell, you shall not. And when I tell you you shall not, I know why you shall not. I know why you can't win. I'm fully versed why you can't win. I understand the end of the book. I know why I'm going to win this. I know how this thing is going to turn out. Because if God be for you, The scripture didn't say God be for you. It said if God be for you. So you got to answer a question. I can sell that real quick for you. Y'all make me work, but I'm glad to do the work. Romans chapter 8. Romans 8.31, that is. What shall we say to all this we've been hearing? What shall we say to these things with an S on it? What things? The things that God has been saying. What are you saying about what God said? People talk about the news too much. But what are you saying about these things? Yes. The report of the Lord. Yes. If God I know he's for me. I done figured that out. I ain't wondering if he coming. I'm not wondering if he's going to answer my prayer. He is. This is the confidence. You think you're arrogant. No, it's confidence we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, because we know about these things.
God be for us? Who can be against us? So I say it shall not prevail. It shall not prevail. And each person, one by one, nobody can talk about your victory better than you. Sometimes God will let you speak for other people through the power of agreement because they can, or they can't pray for themselves right now. People can be so incapacitated, they can't pray for themselves. Or a child can't pray for itself. God will let you intervene. That's why the group around you better be Bible toting, sword swinging, where the devil at kind of people. And if you're not one of those kind of persons, then you need to get in here and get a good seat so you learn how to put your dukes up when darkness is trying to attack you and take the quality of life away from you. Yeah. What shall we say to these things? God before us, who can be against us? He spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us there ain't nothing he won't give you. I gave you Jesus. I'll be there to fight for you. All you got to do is call. But when I call you, the best message I ever heard T.D. Jakes preach was on reciprocity. Because people will jump and yell and holler about you telling them how blessed they are. You can have a hanging from the rafter. It's one thing for me to tell you the land is yours. It's another thing for you to live on it. And if you're going to live on it, you're going to have to be in covenant with God. Because it's going to take something to get to make progress. The gates of hell, look at Matthew, and I'm done. I can't go to this other verse. You just have to come back Wednesday night. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. That's the power. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth. There's some things on earth you're going to have to say you shall not. I'm giving you authority. Keys are authority. When you have keys, that means you have access to something. That's a form of authority. And the word of God is your key. To everything he wants you to have. And the keys are released with words. Bind. Keys. I'm going to lock this down. I have to do it all the time with this building. He said, let me tell you what to say about your building. All the money you need is there. All the furnishings, all the equipment. All of it's done. 
That's what you ought to say. And the people have a mind to work on your project. You don't know how many people I want to call knucklehead on this thing. It's temptation to leave the plan. And if you don't get that tempting thought out of your head, you're going to say something that's going to unleash darkness and it only got there because it used your keys. And you loosed it. You can't say everything you want to say because you got some kind of feeling. Or it looks like it's going that way so you start talking the way it's going. Instead of the way it needs to turn. You are holding keys. And how you talk means everything. And don't, know, and don't let some people think you can have casual conversations about frustrations because you can't. Whatever you lose. I lose people with a mind to work on this job. I lose the wealth that it takes to complete it and pay it off. I call all the furnishings in. Why? It's the plan. I'm trusting you to build with me. Upon this rock I build my church but I'm enlisting you to build with me. Yeah, yeah. I will tell you what I want to build and then I need you to release the words and say it. Amen. Jesus is trusting you not to get frustrated and loose darkness in on what he said. Don't you ever get so frustrated with your marriage you just start just leasing words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You off the script. Jesus ain't said nothing like that. I know how they're acting. But if you want to see more of it, keep using your keys to release that. Just keep using your keys to release your frustrations on your job. Well, they're never going to promote nobody around here. Well, you've just been one of those they're not. <laughs> You have to get in the word and get the plan in your heart and mind and start saying it. And one of the things you're going to say for the rest of your life, the gates shall not. And then loose what you want. You get some help.